0: This morning, our scripture uh, continues in the book of Genesis as we continue the Grand Sweep. I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 24, beginning with the 57th verse. They said, summon the young woman and let's ask her opinion. They called Rebekah and said to her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent off their sister Rebecca, her nurse, Abraham's servant, and his men. and they blessed Rebecca, saying to her, "May you, our sister, become thousands of 10,000. May your children possess their enemy's cities." Rebecca and her young women got up, mounted the camels and followed the man, so the servant took Rebecca and left. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, Lord, this morning may the words of my mouth, indeed may the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I should have done the assigned reading before uh, today to reread Genesis chapter 24. Uh, Genesis chapter 24, I read the little, sort of the ending of that. But if you have your Bibles at home or you have your Bibles here, you might look in Genesis chapter 24 because it sort of tells this whole story of how it is that Abraham's servant ended up um, meeting Rebekah. So we have Abraham in his old age. Now, old age is pretty relative, right? He already had a son at 100, so I think he's about 140 at this point. And he called his most trusted servant. And he tells him, I don't want my son Isaac to marry a woman from this area. I want you to go back to our family clan and find a wife there. That's a lot of trust for the servant. And so he sends him, and he takes a lot of gifts with him, and the servant goes back to the homeland. And Abraham has already said, if the woman won't come with you, you're released from this, and, and, you know, just come on back empty-handed, but you're not taking Isaac with you in any sense and so the servant goes there and and he trusts that God has a plan in this this the God of his master Abraham and so it is that he he goes to the well he has 10 camels with him by the way and so he goes to the well and he says okay God here's the thing here's how I will know who you've chosen I'm gonna ask somebody for a drink when they come to draw water at the well and I would like for the one who you have chosen to say, not only let me give you a drink, but let me water your camels also. Right? That would tell him something about that person, that they would be uh, full of hospitality. And so he waited. And he saw this beautiful young woman come up and draw water, and he said, give me a drink. And she said, let me give you a drink, and let me water your camels also. Can't you imagine that the hair on his arms just stood up when that happened? And, and he knew some things about her, but he, he watched her while she gave water to 10 camels. Now, each camel can drink about 40 gallons of water. So this is not a small feat to water all those camels. And he watched her, the scripture says. And so then, just to make double sure, he asked her, at the, at, after the camels were watered, who's your family?" And as she began telling him who her family was, he realized it was the right family clan. And he took out jewelry and he gave it to her, um, and then he told her um, what, God had, what what he had decided and how he had made this deal with God, and she ran off and told her family. They invited the servant to their home. He told them the story. Um, they gave him hospitality for the night, and then we have the next day when he says, um, you know, they said, yes, you can have her as Isaac's wife. Spent the night, got up the next morning, and they said, but wait 10 days, <laughs> and he said no, and that was the part of the scripture I read today. Will you go with me today? This Unnamed servant here that we just hear is, is um, Abraham's trusted servant. It's likely Eliezer of Damascus. We meet him back in chapter 15 because that's who, when God first made the promise to have uh, heirs like the, the, the stars in the sky or the sand in the, in the sea, he didn't have an heir. And he thought this man would have to be his heir. And God said, no, no, it will be your own son, This man is the oldest and most trusted servant of Abraham. And he has the privilege and the responsibility of selecting a bride for Isaac. And so we know this man prepares. He takes these ten camels and lots and lots of gifts. Um, He wanted to show this family how extravagant uh, Abraham was with his own uh, gifts and to show how wealthy Abraham had become, he went with a plan and he acknowledged that God was a part of this situation. And so Rebecca was chosen. She was chosen, I think, with this test on, on, because she was so hospitable, not only to a stranger, but also to his animals. And then after he had explained his purpose, we know that Rebecca's mother and brother both affirmed that he could take her back. But like I said, they said, well, let's wait 10 days. You know, there are bridal showers to throw. There's preparations to do. There, we, need to, we need to make an announcement and before we send her off. And the servant said, no now, today. And they called Rebecca and said, all right, let's ask the girl. Rebecca, will you go with him? And will you go with him now? And Scripture says, she said, I will. Can you imagine being Rebecca, this young woman who had lived probably all her life in this same area, asked to just go off (laughs) to an unknown land, away from her family, with this unknown man, (laughs) um, You know, the marriage itself was fixed when her mother and brother said okay, but her decision was whether or not she would embrace this new life right now. That was her choice. That reminds me uh, of of the time in my life when there was that that choice to be made. It, It was my call to ministry back in 1995. I... I felt a, a, a movement and a call to ministry and felt God saying, Will you follow me now? Totally into this unknown place. <laughs> into I owned my own business. I had my life planned out. Um, I think when we plan, God laughs, right? Um, and, and God just called me and said, Will you go now? When I was talking to a a friend of mine who was a pastor, he said, well, the thing is when God calls you, you can say yes to God now or you can say yes to God later (laughs) because God's going to get to yes. (laughs) Wise words, I think. You know, there are times for all of us that that really detailed planning is so important. Planning which college you're going to go to. Planning how that's going to look planning for retirement. You know, you want to make sure that those plans have been made. But there are other times when your direction is clear in a moment, and the decision is, will we step in that direction right now? Or will we agonize or procrastinate or or put it off as we worry about it, it's the sense of stepping into the unknown, of choosing to look forward and not backward. I felt that same sense when this opportunity for this new appointment came about. I've been feeling a, a sense that God may be calling me into some sort of a new season, trying to sort of figure out what that was. Uh, Brian and I were trying to figure out, is it a season of retirement? What, what is it that God is calling? And I just kept feeling like there was something that I needed to be doing with clergy. And I wasn't sure what that would look like. And I, when I said that out loud uh, to a couple of people, boom. <laughs> this appointment happened. It's a very, I mean, you know, these positions are not, don't come open. And it, it was all of a sudden this, will you do this now a month only to say goodbye as pastor a time of grieving and yet a sense of certainty that this is where my ministry is supposed to be going now it's season of unknown for you the the folks of this church a season of wondering about your new pastor and what that's going to look like and in a time of pandemic, trying to get to meet a new pastor. Friends, I believe that Atascocita Methodists' best days are yet ahead of you. And I invite you to believe that with me. Will you step into that future? Can you willingly... Step into this unknown of getting to know a new pastor in these challenging times. To to lend your voice to help the church to move forward, to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, your mission, no matter who is your pastor. Can you do that? Thank you. It's nomination time as well. And some of you are going to be asked to assume some leadership roles in this congregation over the next few weeks, to to begin on January the 1st. The question's going to be, if you get that call, will you do it now? Trusting in God's plans for this church and to say yes to a time of leading the church into the unknown. You see, there are times of uncertainty and unknown in lots of areas in our lives right now. Can I get an amen for that? Uh, Yes, absolutely. You know, we're in this thing called the pandemic. (laughs) A lot of unknowns. There are unknowns about how school is going to go. There are unknowns about unemployment or economics, unknowns in politics, unknowns with the United Methodist Church with decisions that are ahead, even with the storms, one of which named for my daughter Laura (laughs) out in the Gulf, dismantling systemic racism. What is even that going to look like? Now, if crawling under a blanket... For a few months were an option how many of would take that <laughs> yeah right but even in this time can you believe with me that God has a plan for good that God calls us just to take that next right step will you go with him will you go with him now, back to my call to ministry, you see back in 1995, my daughter Laura was six and Michael was turning nine. And as I was feeling so overwhelmed uh, with this call to ministry and exploring it and looking at what impact it was going to have on the lives of my young children and on the business that I was running, and there was so much uncertainty on the road ahead, and I, I Talked to my mentor, pastor, Dr. Jack Albright, and and said, My life is just so chaotic right now. I think I might just need to step back. And he said some really profound words, and so I want to share them with you today. God doesn't call us, friends, out of the chaos. God calls us in the midst of the chaos. And God calls you in the midst of the chaos to follow him. Really good words for us to remember. We don't have to have all the details worked out in advance in order to step out like Rebecca. The question is simply, will you go with him? And will you go with him now? Our very relationship With God through Christ is exactly like this as well. God has already prepared extravagantly and He's offering the very best that there is a relationship with Him through Christ. It's not safe, (laughs) it's not predictable, but there is absolutely nothing that can compare to it. Will you go with Him? God never forces us. He's more like he woos us. But he's very persistent and gets to yes. Will you go with him? Will you go with him now? Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your persistent call on our lives individually and on our lives as a community of faith at Itasca City United Methodist Church. Help us despite our uncertainty, despite the chaos that is around us, to lean into your future for us and to say yes and say yes now.